It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Listeners, I have a very exciting announcement to share with you. The True Crime Podcast Festival is back for 2022. The festival gives listeners the opportunity to mix and mingle with some of their favorite true crime and now paranormal podcasts. Who knows, you may even find a new one. The festival is being held in Dallas, Texas from August 26th through the 28th. The Good Pods app is a great way to follow the shows and even listen to a curated playlist of their most talked about episodes. Right now, we still have some early bird tickets available, so you can head to truecrimepodcastfestival.com to buy your tickets. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you, so don't worry. I'll also provide a link to the Good Pods app because it honestly is the best way to listen to podcasts. If you want more of me and more true crime topics in your life, download the Spotify Green Room app today. Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, I host a show called True Crime Convos. I talk about pretty much anything related to true crime. If you have a case suggestion, feel free to let me know what it is, and I'll see you on the Spotify Green Room app. Have you ever been listening to the show and think to yourself, wow, I really wish I could just subscribe to their ad-free content, but there's so many apps involved to do that. Well, Apple Podcasts has made it possible for you to subscribe to the show and get the ad-free content straight through the app. So we've made it available to all of our listeners on Apple Podcasts. So if you're interested in ad-free content, you can subscribe starting today. Explicit content is found in this episode. So listener discretion is advised. Okay, on to the show. I have been (laughs) watching 
not very, not every day, I would say. I've been watching this trial, um, particularly, you know, obviously getting interested in the whole um, Depp testimony, if you will. And I think his testimony has actually gone really interesting and that the um, tide has really shifted, in my opinion, I would say, from what we initially heard about the um, Depp heard trial that happened over in the UK. Um, so I wanted to get together a timeline of everything that's gone on thus far. Let me see. Anybody even? Oh, I think we have people listening on Spotify because now we can do that. So let's see. Who do we have here? Okay. Nene. Uh, we had people on Spotify listening too, which is so cool because now with Spotify Live, we can go back and forth between uh, the platforms or both platforms can hear us, etc. Okay, anyways. So we know that in 2009, Johnny Depp met Amber Heard um, when the uh, movie called, oh my gosh, sorry, The Rum Diary was being uh, made or filmed. And um, he was just like kind of head over heels, I guess, or enamored with her. And I mean, she's beautiful. So how, you know, it's not hard. And we all know that Johnny Depp loves him some beautiful women, right? Like he's never, in my opinion, dated a woman that's ever been ugly, et cetera. So they meet in 2009 on this movie set. and I think that he hearkened back to a time where they had like a particularly impactful scene and part of the scene involved them kissing. And so he was just like really, you know, enamored with her. And that's kind of how um, they first came to know each other. It wasn't a um, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, my gosh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation like Brangelina, but it definitely was some type of connection. And at the time, Johnny was in a relationship with the mother of his children, Vanessa party and or parody. And, um, you know, I think I was shocked because I think in 2012, they ended up getting a, um, not a divorce. Cause I don't think they were ever married. So it was just what kind of a civil dissolution of their lives together. Um, and I think for me, that was a little bit of a surprise because you know, they've been together for such a long time, like what, 15 or 17 years. Um, So then he gets together with Amber Heard and they get engaged in 2014 and then they get married in 2015. And then she ends up filing for a divorce in 2016. So that also was surprising to me, especially when the abuse allegations came out. I thought that was really... um, noteworthy because there had never been a time um and again i mostly obviously do true crime where practically everybody knows me from um but i'm also like deeply into celebrity gossip entertainment stuff like that so um i'm very familiar with his uh dating history if you will and so much like the attorney said when they were doing kind of the opening statements. And again, I haven't been watching the trial every single day. I've really started watching it more so 
Um, when I saw the snippets coming up on TikTok that were interesting, I was just like, oh man, I don't know that I really want to debate whether somebody has been abused or not. Cause you know, you're not there and you're not privy to it. And that's really kind of what the basis of this whole case is. It's, it's whether or not people believe that Johnny Depp abused Amber Heard. And you see in the UK when he lost his uh, defamation suit or yeah, the defamation suit over there, and he brought it over here. I think it shows greatly that the tides have changed. Um, and I want to say they're in Johnny's favor. Um, I don't think that either party, I think that's kind of where we may, um, we may get lost in all of it is that both of them are responsible for saying some pretty shitty things to each other and responsible for um, hurting each other, whether that be physically or emotionally, because Abuse, as we all know, especially in the true crime world, is not just physical abuse, emotional, mental, etc. Um, they were just toxic individuals. Um, so 2016, you know, Amber files for um, for divorce and then it becomes really contentious afterwards. And now we know why. Right. Like during this whole time, everything that was going on behind the scenes where. Um, she was recording things. And I also have to question those things, right? Um, because I am in the believe all women camp, but with an asterisk at the top, right? I believe all women um, when their case seems genuine, right? Like you, you just know, you. I think maybe because I've seen it so often in my own personal life, and I've seen it in the stories that I share with my audience, like true domestic violence, right? Like we're, I mean, even there's, there was an Oprah show. I don't know if you guys even remember that where this woman um, basically like had videotaped her husband abusing her and like literally beating her up and punching her in the face. And this was aired on Oprah. And I was like, maybe 13 or 14. And I was like, oh my God, even though I had witnessed domestic abuse and violence in my own home when I was a child, it was still weird seeing it on TV, right? So we all know that now, I would say, we all know that now within 2016, there was this kind of animosity brewing. Um, and then she's, then she's uh, penning this op-ed in 2018, where she talks about, you know, being a victim of domestic violence and domestic abuse, et cetera. Um, and basically, basically, passive aggressively, if you will. I don't know that that's the right term, but, uh, you know, points to Johnny, but like doesn't point to Johnny. It's one of those, like you have your hand up over your mouth and you're like pointing your finger, like, yeah, it's this person actually, but you're not saying their name. So that's what made him initially want to sue her, um, in 2019 for the, um, Washington post piece. Um, you know, I see a lot of things especially in Amber's behavior um, in those, just in the clips, right? Obviously we don't know them. So we're all making assumptions on what we believe to have happened, et cetera. But we're seeing these um, conversations play out in a courtroom setting and each side is playing it to their benefit, right? Just recently before they took their break, they were going off of a, um, they were going off of, uh, you know, it's redirect now. So Johnny's um, counsel has an opportunity to um, ask him questions about his, um, about the phone calls and everything that they, um, 
that the that the uh, oh my gosh, sorry, that Amber's counsel had been asking him about. And if you're watching any of the snippets on TikTok, it's actually pretty hilarious the way that he engages with Amber's attorney because he it seems like he truly doesn't like him. And we all know Johnny Depp to be a very um, charismatic and shy and um, interesting person, I'll say. We've always known him to be weird, if you will. So it's very interesting to me that he is not putting on a facade of, like, extremely professional and, like, yes, sir, no, ma'am, etc. He is very much being Johnny Depp. And I think that that speaks volumes. And I think it's making a difference with the jury, to be honest. Um, I really do think that he's putting them at ease and he's giving them um, insight into who he is and how he, you know, is eclectic and strange. Um, I don't think that he's ever engaged in a real, or I think that he's been in passionate relationships. Like, I mean, come on, Winona Ryder, my friends, hello. Um, she's obviously been through some things, right? And she had to have been um, a little saucy when she was with um, <laughs> with Johnny when they were first saying, same for Vanessa, she's an artist. But I think that he was able to um, have healthy relationships with them to a point. I think with Amber, I think there's something else going on with her personally. Um, there are all of these um, things on Dumois, Dumois. I don't know if it's, yeah, Dumois, if you guys don't know about that, Instagram, follow it. They also have a Spotify live show. Um, but yeah, but like tons of things on Dumois about her, like, you know how they do like, um, I met the celebrity and I'm not going to say who they were, but they were terrible, blah, blah, blah. And same thing for um, Amber Heard. Like there was tons of stuff about her on there. And so I don't necessarily think that she's obviously the person she presents herself to be. And I think we hear that a lot in the audio recordings that are taking place. I think that, you know, she responds physically and she's denied doing any type of substances or anything like that. But then there's people on the stand who are like, yeah, you have substances. And then thank you for bringing that up, Lana. Yes, they also had one of their... um or sorry, the uh, girlfriend of Amber Heard, she's also a journalist. She was like doxing people and to the point and like harassing them to the point where she had to like be removed for the, um, you know, be removed, period. And from Johnny's latest testimony, he just got off the stand. So and they're in their 15 minute break right now. Um, but in his one of the uh, text messages, he says, like, all Amber cares about is being famous and using me. Um, and that's it. Like, she just really, I'm just another, like, notch on her belt. Hearken to Fall Out Boy song. You're welcome. Um, I'm just another notch on her belt, uh, you know, in her quest for fame. And I also think it's really interesting um, that she's recording these things right like what i was trying to say earlier is that like i don't know any domestic abuse victim who's actively recording things um like the way that she has documented certain situations i also thought that when she said like you vomit every single night in your sleep i'm like also then why are you not telling his doctor why is he not getting help for that if you've told him that he's obviously sought treatment and he had a nurse on staff and a doctor on staff so i would think that if you told him that and yes, maybe he's lying to his children about not being sober and lying on insurance contracts about not being sober. Um, but those impact his daily, you know, like his daily life and earning. But 
his health. I mean, he's sought treatment for opiate abuse and alcohol abuse, et cetera. Like he's been very open and forthcoming about it. Um, and he was seeking that treatment during the relationship, after the relationship. So it's not like he's shy about talking to his physician about what's going on. So, yeah, I thought it, this whole situation has been really, really interesting, to say the least. Um, and again, the whole point of this is that, um, you know, this is defamation of character. And he's basically saying that, like, her allegations of abuse are unfounded and untrue. And that's cost him a lot of money. And we know with the way that cancel culture works um, is that you're canceled immediately without there really being any question. Um, companies are quick to act. Movies are quick to drop you from, you know, the casting and everything like that. And sometimes that can be a good thing when people really, really deserve it. And then after that, it's kind of like, oh, we do our due diligence and actually look into it. And maybe there wasn't any. Um, findings of guilt, et cetera. Um, so I can understand that whenever he took the, um, took the sun, which is the equivalent of like the, what is it? The examiner, like TMZ in paper form, um, to court in the UK for libel. It, it, many cases against the sun often don't end positively for the, um, for the plaintiff, if you will. Um, so, when he lost that, everybody was like, oh, of course, that means you abused her. But really, all that means is that there was abuse in the relationship. And that's true. Uh, both of them are and I think were abusive towards each other. Um, you know, saying things like, where's the uh, body or something like that? I forgot the the statement that was made today. <laughs> And some type of text where he was basically like saying, where's the body that I donated my jizz to? Um, I haven't seen her or something like that. You know, Captain Squarehead. And it's all like very like elementary style type of. Um, I don't know what you call those. Like you're just talking negatively about this. Um, so, yeah. So and, you know, there were allegations of Amber cheating on him in his own penthouse. Like he had like three penthouse suites and she was bringing like Elon Musk, which I wonder what um, what's her face. His baby mama has to say about that. And of course, um, James Franco, which we know to be a playboy. He was also in Pineapple Express with her, which somebody mentioned um, as being kind of what launched her into the semi fame she finds herself in. and. I thought it was hilarious that they were like, she could have made so much money on Aquaman. I'm like, Aquaman sucked my friend. Um, so essentially he lost the sun battle because they found that there was substantial truth to the allegations made. So that's why they weren't found guilty of libel. So this is where we come into 2022 now with the defamation case that started a little over two weeks ago, almost two weeks. Um, Amber's attorneys are terrible. Honestly, they have terrible presence in the courtroom. Um, I, I don't think this is a great team. I think she could have probably had maybe um, a stronger defense team. She has enough money to do so as uh, Casey has pointed out. I think she could have had a stronger defense team. The opening statement was all over the place. And it was really, again, um, kind of 
trying to gaslight and um, portray Johnny Depp as somebody who's doing this all for the drama. When if, again, if you know anything about Johnny Depp, he is infamously somebody who likes to stay out of the spotlight. So I imagine that this is all very uncomfortable for him unless this was like a press tour and stuff. And even then we know him to not be the type of person who needs that type of adoration and attention. Um, the way that Amber seems to, which is, you know, wanting to go to these festivals and wanting to go to these premieres and these parties, et cetera. Um, and that's all mentioned in the trial. Again, you can watch the trial live on Law and Crime. Uh, they are broadcasting it live on their Facebook page, on YouTube, et cetera. I have it literally playing in the background the majority of the time. Um, so, yeah, we we went through a couple of people who I can't wait till she gets on the stand. Trust me. Um, he basically, you know, when it was his turn to testify, he was talking about um, growing up with an abusive mother, how he had um, obviously substance abuse issues with a lot of people knew. And then the relationship that he had with Amber Heard. Um, and he would say, like, I never hit her and I never have hit a woman. And I would think that if he had that Amber speaking out against him would have prompted other women like it has in the past um, for men who have been accused of violence um, to speak up. Like, think of Harvey Weinstein, like, you know, one person spoke up and then there was multiple people. Bill Cosby, same thing. So I would think that if these, if he had been in relationships previously that were abusive to the same level, I mean, you don't just become a wife beater overnight, right? Like you, we see how this pattern develops and how it happens. You don't just slap somebody in the face and just the one day and then be like, you know what? I'm going to abuse the shit out of you today for the rest of our um, time. This would have happened. He would have like consistently amped up in degree of um, how he chose to abuse women. And I would have thought like Vanessa Parody would have stepped up and been like, yes, he's the father of my children. But listen, that is not, you know, our relationship was tumultuous and terrible and he did abuse me. I would think he would speak, she would speak up, especially for the benefit of her daughter so that she could, you know, oftentimes women are brave enough to speak up or create, I don't like using the word brave because it, it makes it seem like there are other women who aren't brave enough to speak up. And that's not what I mean. So somebody find a better word for that. Cause I don't know, but basically who um, are able to speak up often do so because they want to um, demonstrate that kind of courageousness to their children. Right. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know that he was, violent i would say that it everything that we know so far and everything that's been um alleged johnny depp has been the one that's walked away with the injuries that are actually documented um the finger incident obviously um his his various black eyes cuts and things like that amber um her i would say proof is all in audio recording or maybe sometimes even in video recording and there isn't really a lot of um substantiation to the thing she's saying it's all very subjective based on when you're listening to the audio and that's basically what his defense team was attempting to prove today was that listen um you heard this call at 
you know, X, Y, Z time. Now we're going to play the whole call for you. And then it really does change the context of how you're listening to it. I'm never in the boat of not believing women, right? Like I said earlier, I'm definitely like, I believe all women, but when the, when the due diligence is done to say like, Hey, you know, here's the proof I have, or here's the things I, you know, things I've gone through. The, the documentation seems very suspicious to me. Like, why are you engaged in a relationship with somebody that you have to constantly film or constantly take pictures of, you know, it it just doesn't seem like the act of a person who actually cares for them. It seems more so like there was some premeditation here. And I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. So I'm going to go into the chat because you guys have been going off about it. So let's see. Sola said, yeah, both abusers, toxic towards each other. Um, and then even in this latest call, there was Johnny saying, like, I want to go. I want to get out of here. And she's like, no, please stay. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you to stay. And it's like, does that sound? I mean, I've never been in an abusive relationship. Think the Lord or whoever you believe in. Right. So I don't really know if. If abused women do that, if they've been conditioned so much to be like, I'm leaving, I'm going, I would think like, hell yeah, thank God. You know, or is it really like, no, I love you. Please stay like you tell me you love me. Like, I, it, it seems weird that you're in such an abusive, emotional, physical relationship that you're begging this person to stay with you. I don't know if anybody's been in that experience. I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on that because I really um, I don't know. And so that's kind of one of the things I question where it's like, yeah, how. Why would you? beg them to stay when that's something you know you're you're basically like i want to get away but here's johnny like throwing his ring is that gaslighting like you know what i mean i don't know very interesting um things to think about it's a lot um lana said is it lana or lana lana i think johnny was never abusive prior and that they were so toxic and she was so manipulative and narcissistic she kept pushing 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 till he was forced to defend himself um, but like actually, which doesn't make it right for him to put his hands on her. But I think that someone can completely flip a switch and someone else. And now she's using his reactions against him because he probably did what she says he did. Um, just very dramatized. Um, and then Sola said, I don't think it's just her, though. She did record it, but we've encountered people like that in life. She was fearful um, and slamming stuff. Drunk people have died in those circumstances before. True. Um, yeah, they I mean, and they both. um they both um, filmed and um, took pictures of each other and audio recorded each other. So they're both guilty um, about that. And yeah. Yeah. She did say she was going to uh, donate her divorce settlement to charity and she never did. Um, and then now she has a child, which is even more fearful for me. Honestly, I'm more concerned about her child more than anything where I'm like, Ooh, girl, I hope that you are. Um, I hope that you are, you know, making a difference for your child in terms of like the type of relationships that you um, engage in and the type of person you, you are. Um, so, you know, I just hope, 
that uh, that changes for her in the future. I don't know. So does anybody want to come on if you'd like to? Uh, you're welcome to get a speaker request, share your thoughts, of course. Um, I'm not being disparaging to either party. Uh, so I would just ask, uh, too, that we don't do that for either one of them. Like, um, you know, it's just a natural discourse situation, but I don't want to engage in like name calling or being like she's a liar or anything like that because we truly don't know what's going on um and again each side is is showing themselves in the best light if you will so there's that so i don't know that you know i don't want to go down the rabbit hole of being like oh my god she's such a freaking liar blah 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 and i forgot who's on the stand right now um let me see let me see let me see i think they're back live in the courtroom so let's see oh yeah and then there was something interesting too um in one of the conversations that was recorded amber had told johnny that she didn't know how to get her reputation back and so he was like hey we should write a letter together and that was a no-go um and so she wouldn't, she didn't want to do that because obviously that takes away from any future litigation that she could engage in. Um, if you will, like if you sit here and you're like, Hey, um, whatever. Oh, here's the audio from, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but where they're discussing, I'm going to see if I can play it. Um, the whole, like, I want to leave you. Hold on. Let me see. Let's take a ganderino and see if it'll play. All right, let's see. Who's been watching it, by the way? Show of hands. There we go. Is that what matters? Is this what matters to you, your party? I never let you. And what we're talking about tonight is what? Why? Why are you doing this? And let me know if you guys can't hear it. What is, what is it that is so important always to run away to? Why? Why are you? Hey, I you asked me once not to leave, and I'm asking you. So why every five seconds do I get I'm leaving? Because there's a fucking movie party I gotta go to. I have never prioritized you behind that. And you of all people, of all people, all this talk about not being that guy, you have done nothing but that for the last two days but tell me that your movie party were more important, including the night before last, when I said to you the same thing, say it. And today you apologize that I love you, I'm so sorry, and then and next today it takes you two seconds, it takes you 20 seconds at the most to go, fuck that, I hate you, I don't want to be with you, goodbye, I'm leaving, I'm running away, but I'm not running, I'm walking away. If you don't want to be with me, then you need to actually do it. 
You need to actually take off your brain and forget that five hours ago you said the opposite. Otherwise, you can't keep throwing that around. You can't keep saying to me that this is something you care about. Not ready for Okay, now wait. I want to get to a different part because this is five minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she, in this one clip in particular, it's the whole thing. Like, he's, this is what I was talking about earlier, um, where he's like, dude, I just, <laughs> I threw my ring on the floor, like you said. Here he goes. And then, Daniel, to answer your question, that was, he talked about that clip um, recently while he was on the stand earlier today and said that he can't remember if it was um, after a call he got about his mother's failing health or if it was the news he got that his business manager had stolen so much money for him, as he said, take him for a ride um, and things like that. So um, he's like, we didn't have any interaction before that call. I didn't touch her doing that, as you can see. And then I was like, you know, obviously surprised. But then this is the, the what I was talking about earlier was he was like, I'm trying to go. And then she flips and is like, calm down. Like, what the hell is your problem? Calm down. And you're like, he's so calm and these conversations are he's just like i'm gonna go now like very subdued right and you guys tell me if i'm off on this i'm really sorry if you disagree you're not perfect i said this two hours ago i'm not perfect you're not perfect but we don't have to do this every time we disagree no don't please please come here Please come yeah. here. Insulting. Please come here. I'm not insulting you. I have not been insulting you. I love you. Johnny, what do you need me to do? I love you. Stop. Smack me on the ear again. Smack my ear again. I'm fucking resounds my fucking brain. Like that? crazy right like the whole thing i was like dude i would be um i would be so exhausted every day i could not continue um 
yeah so i don't know it's a whole thing you guys it's a it's a lot and i mean truly if you follow along crime on facebook twitter i think even instagram or on youtube you can really watch and listen and they also do synopsis at the end of the day if that's something you're interested in but i truly 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 um like watching trials as they happen um But yeah, I wanted to point out to the, oh yeah, the text messages, they were, um, those were very interesting <laughs> to say the least, right? Like it was, I mean, he's very eloquent in his, um, thoughts and I'm trying to see who's up here now. So you were familiar, were you familiar with damage generally throughout the house? I got a pretty good idea. I okay. So I think it's the housekeeper now. Um, who is responsible for the, so Amber had made a statement previously that Johnny Depp in one of the recordings, basically that he vomits every single night and everything. And he was asked about that. And he was like, I think if I vomited every night, I would know. And then I would also um, do everything. Um, And he, um, he was just like, yeah, I would, I would go to the doctor I would figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, this is a lot. Um, and then, um, let me see, let me see, let me see the, there's a housekeeper on now. And I think that this was a, a property that I think it's Johnny's house that he was talking about. Um, and they're basically asking him to about the whole vomit situation. So I just think it's like, Oh my God, this is so annoying. Um, but yeah, who knows? But what do you guys think? What's, what's going on in your heads? Again, if anybody wants to hop up, I just wanted to pull together this kind of quick conversation. Cause it is, it is really interesting and it's really sad to see it play out like this. You know, I really do think that it's, um, just a lot to see and a lot for somebody to go through. And I don't think that he's doing this frivolously. I think he's truly doing this on purpose to kind of regain his reputation to get back the opportunities that were taken away from him, essentially because of um, the allegations made by Amber. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely curious to hear what you guys think about it. And I'm going to keep watching this and let me send something real quick. But yeah, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on everything. If you want to type in the chat or you want to hop on, feel free to, to come up. Even if you don't know a lot about it, you don't have to be intimidated at all by the whole sitch. Um, let me see. If there was, oh yeah. And then I thought it was also weird. Oh, okay. So it's Johnny's house manager. That's, um. How about the red writing? It says, call, Sar- call Carly Simon. She said it better, babe. So, um, I thought that was weird that he also has his finger like halfway cut off, um, and completely like removed. And he's taking the opportunity. Like, that's how you know this is like a trauma. Who mentioned it earlier? Trauma bond. Casey, like, how, how damaged do you have to be, um, to be like, 
sure, I just sliced my finger off or my finger was sliced off, depending on, you know, who you believe in that situation. But um, to then go and write on the walls and be like, all of the things that they're saying, like they're focusing, um, you know, on the things that he wrote on the walls. Let me see. Let me dab right in blood. It is so weird. Um, yeah. Oh, so he was like writing all of the the lies, essentially, that um, Amber had said about him. And he was just like, bad father or something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, no, lies that he had caught um, in lies. Okay, so Depp said he used the resulting blood to write on his walls and recount lies in which he had caught heard. Um, and I think it's also interesting that we're so keen not to believe that um, Johnny Depp would lie. To protect Amber at the hospital when women who are abused literally do it all the time. So I think that there's a a little bit of some sexism there happening because, you know, men don't often talk about being um, victims of abuse. Again, I think both of them are equally guilty for being in a toxic relationship and not being responsible enough to end it. Um before it escalated beyond that point. And I think um they should have done better for themselves. And I think obviously the end of the relationship was far too late. Um, Tamara or Tamara, sorry. I watched too many housewives. Tamara said, I don't think either one of them are being 100% honest about the situation. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I definitely think that they both have antagonized each other to the point where, where we see them engage in those types of um, conversations with each other, you know, calling her, um, I see you next Tuesday and using really like harsh language. Like I hope her body is in the back of a trunk, like her decomposing body. And I'm just like, wow, you're so eloquent with the way that you um, hope to find her <laughs> dead and stuff. You know, it's very um, interesting, but they both, I think it sucks because I want to say that maybe Amber is more um, reactive and, and violent in terms or physically not you know it's a situation so i'd say it seems that she's more reactive she's the one who seems to in that latest call we heard is the one raising her voice is like being whatever there was even a time um where she told him to speak up or something and then he was (laughs) he spoke up and was like here i'll see you next tuesday and i was like okay Dokie, buddy. But yeah, um, I don't know, you guys. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Um, and then kind of, has anybody been watching this with me, I want to say? I think it's also interesting that her, um, well, let's see. Do we believe that she is, um, that she is, planning her outfits to match to match um john's outfits 
I would love to know that. I saw some interesting history there, so I don't know. Let's pop into this testimony real quick and see what they're saying. There is do you recall her saying anything on the ride to the airport about what had happened the night prior? Nothing racist mentioned. Not that we have an explanation. What happened when you got to the airport? Did you get anything? We were running a bit late, but uh, I, I remember that. Uh, luckily, we were traveling first class, so the driver knew to, to pull up to a VIP, for want of a better word, VIP checking point. Um, and so the car got pretty close to where the desk was. The so was still on the phone. Uh, so I sat there for a bit. The driver, Miss uh, Heard, was talking. I don't know who to at that point. And I was thinking, oh, we need to make this flight actually pretty soon. We were already running a bit late. So I decided to go in. Maybe I can go in, check in our bags ahead, and then come back and get this heard. She should be finished by then, which is what I did. And did you eventually get on the plane? Eventually we did. It was a close call, to be honest. Once you were on the plane, um, did you have any conversation with this heard? Yes, I mean, not, not initially, we took some time in the bathroom. She was on the phone again to the point where the cabin crew had tap on the door and say, uh, we need to leave now. Everybody needs to sit down. She did come to sit down about 10 or 15 minutes in there. And so eventually, luckily, as I said, we were flying first class. Lovely. She was in the window seat, but 1A, 1B window seat, I had the aisle seat. And uh, finally, we could both sit down and um, in way of conversation. It wasn't a great deal, to be honest. I did sort of say, finally, sort of what happened, you know, honestly referring to the house. And, but, I mean, she didn't give much explanation, if any. She did say, um, Ben, have you ever been so angry with someone you just lost it? Um, and I sort of said, uh, no, actually, I'm pretty calm, you know, even-tempered guy. Uh, but she did repeat it. She looked pretty incredulous that I hadn't. Um, she repeated it. I mean, you've never lost it. Someone got so angry with someone, you just lost it with them. So I think that that's interesting. This is just us popping into the trial to see what they're talking about. So this is the house manager um, who manages properties for Johnny um, at different estates. So he was with them in Australia. That's when the finger thing happened. Um, and so he was also that was when um, that was also when Amber alleged that she had gotten a black eye from him. So. Um, Oh, I love the house manager. His voice is so calming, as you just heard. Um, it was very interesting to see kind of other people not say they didn't um, notice her injuries at all. And prior to this, they were also talking about a... Um, 
they were talking about a gift that she had given him. And I don't like to look too much into those types of things because I'm like, okay, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily gift somebody who was abusing me a knife, if you will. That's just me like trying to be safe. Um, essentially, um, they've talked about that, how he had just, um, she had just gifted him a knife. Um, and then she was basically saying that like walking away only incites her more. And so it's basically his fault that the arguments escalate beyond that because, um, he really should stay there and talk it out. But I'm just like, it doesn't really seem like if, if that's what he wants to do, like I respect people's need to like walk away, if you will, like go do something else. If you need to walk away. Um, from an argument, I'm, pro- I don't know. So me and my husband are both very different. So my husband is one who likes to um, talk it out. And I'm one who like, I need to step away for a minute and decompress and like compose myself. And then I can have a conversation. Um, so I get it, but yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Okay, pop up, pop up. Let's see. Oh my gosh, they just pushed it out. How fun. Talking about my little room here. Yes, very interesting to see. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. This episode is sponsored by Ana Luisa. Ana Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A drops a new jewelry collection every Friday that gives you plenty of time to not rush around and look for a quick gift for your mom or the mother in your life. I have a lot of new moms that I'm excited to get pieces of jewelry for. Here's the great thing. Pieces start as low as $39. They have necklaces, rings, ear cuffs, which I had no idea that was a thing. And I know that's going to be the perfect gift for one of the moms in my life. She likes really understated jewelry, and Ana Luisa has it all for everyone. So don't scramble around this Mother's Day and try and find something that works for them. Really take the time and check out Ana Luisa's jewelry. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. So here's what you need to do. Go to shop.analuisa.com slash TCFC. Make Mom's Day and treat her to new jewelry pieces with Ana Luisa's buy one, get one 40% off sale. So one piece for her and one piece for you. Once again, you go to shop.analuisa.com slash TCFC. And trust me, I know you'll love them. I even did a little sneak peek of what I got on my Instagram page. There's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support powered by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. Now listen, I'm a new mom, so I don't have time to feel down and out, so I make sure to incorporate my Sambucol in my everyday life. It has been something really, really important to start off my day. I feel like I'm taking control with Sambucol because it helps support my immune system, and I feel like I'm doing my body good by taking Sambucol every day. It has a great taste. I honestly love the gummies the best, so sometimes I feel like starting off my day with a nice warm cup of water. And I'll actually use the Sambucol drink powder in there, and it tastes so good. It's really, really refreshing and makes me feel like it's an easy thing to incorporate into my wellness routine. Best of all, Sambucol is a trusted brand. 
It's the original black elderberry and was developed by a virologist, so I know I'm getting a great quality product, and you can too. Get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com. Use Fan15 for 15% off. That's SambucolUSA.com. Use Fan15 for 15% off. S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A dot com. Use Fan15 for 15% off. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, you know whose testimony was okay. What I was mentioning earlier about Johnny Depp being like very much himself on the stand where he wasn't super composed in the sense of like, yes, sir, no, sir, blah, blah, blah. He is very kind of being a little snarky with Amber's um, attorney, which wasn't appropriate. (laughs) And um, Mr. Rathbone or whatever the hell Amber's main defense attorney is. They go back and forth with each other like nobody's business. It's ridiculous. Um, so I find it interesting. This one of the last exchanges, um, <laughs> uh, Johnny's counsel had asked to play an 11 second clip and, um, she misspoke. It was really like a 45 second clip and hold on. And it was really a 45 second clip. So <laughs> he like lost his shit. He was like, oh my God, oh my God, you said this was 11 seconds and it's not. And uh, yeah, the, the uh, Johnny's attorney was like, sorry, my bad, I misspoke. I'm entering it into evidence anyway and still going to play it. And the judge allowed it. And then um, Johnny made some comment to the defense attorney for Amber I don't know if I want to call them defense because it's not really, I mean, I guess defense, um, Amber's defense attorney. (laughs) 
And he said some little snarky comment to her and he like immediately or to him and he immediately like objected and the judge admonished him obviously and was like, talk to your counsel, focus on your counsel, don't answer him. Um, but yeah, if you guys aren't, it looks like Johnny's asleep right now in court. A lot of people, <laughs> his head's hanging low, his eyes are closed. Um, and lots of people are commenting on the fact that he's almost 60. So it looks like he's falling asleep, et cetera, which I think is rude. Um, but no, I think he's, um, it's a lot, you guys, like, it's a lot to go through. I would say like to have to, um, have to go through all of this again and revisit all of this trauma that you're kind of removed from, right? Like they got divorced in 2016. Um, it's a lot. So one of the text messages, I'm going to pull that up and see you guys. I'm not joking. You feel free to pop on up here. Um, let me pull up one of the text messages. He said for the idiot cow deck now explaining this text that was shown under cross-examination. He says this is between him and Vanessa, the mother of his children, calling it more abstract humor and is not referring to Amber Heard. So he sends a message that says, for the idiot cow, will do. I'll smack the ugly cunt around before I let her in. Don't worry. Did that worthless hooker arrive? I mean, you know, he has some very... um very lively language, if you will. Um, the guy on the stand right now um, said that he was um, just observant of her. Um, he said that she was crying a lot. She had red eyes, but he never saw any signs of physical abuse. Um, he said that she was quite hysterical. It was suggested that um, heard go to a local hotel to leave the house, which then became a suggestion that she go back to LA and she was resistant to both of those suggestions. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, he said that the night that happened in Australia, he, um, had to clean up a lot of blood and that there were a lot of repairs that needed to be made and that there were a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of blood on the floor. Uh, it was like paint oil paint, blood drips, and um, damage to the walls. It was beyond where the bar and the house was located. Um, and he was actually the one who found Johnny Depp's finger, like the tip of the finger that had been severed. Um, also, I think... Uh, one of the more serious allegations I would say that came out of this trial recently that I didn't hear about. Um, it wasn't until maybe last week, I think is when it was out that she alleges. And so in Australia, we know that the big bottle incident happened. Um, and I mean that in more ways than one. So Johnny's team alleges that Amber Heard threw a bottle at him, which caused his finger to get severed. And then, um, then what's it called? Amber's team said that he had beaten her and he had raped her 
with a liquor bottle. Um, and that's a really, really, really strong allegation because there are multiple people who, um, who have been impacted by this, not just Johnny, but like, think about his kids, Amber's child now, her family, his family, et cetera. Like that's a really serious, serious allegation. And it's, it's interesting that that didn't come up prior to this when she's been so forthcoming before. Um, I find that a little interesting. And then um, I wanted Oh my gosh. Okay. I was like, hold on you guys. I wanted to play the um, credibility part where she basically is like my credibility reputation has been taken from me, blah, blah, blah. So I want to play it real quick for you. The abuse, the abuse thing is, is, is we've got to deal with that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that part, too, she was saying, um, she was saying like, oh, what's next that you're going to your team is now going to go out and say that I um, that I was a stripper, which she was apparently. So I think it's another form of gaslighting. Like I didn't do that. And you notice how she never like goes back and is like, yeah, I lied about that. Um, I think he's trying to get her to admit to that. And she's a little bit smarter than, um, you know, she uh, plays out. And that's just like, hey, listen. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that that's what happened or didn't happen. It is what it is. Uh, but curious for you guys, if you've read any of the, um, oh, my goodness, sorry. People are asking me questions. Um, if you've read any of the text messages, I'm wondering if it makes you see him in a different light or if you are, um, if you, if he still seems like the same person to you, like, does this change your, um, perspective of who he is and you know what he's possibly capable of or does this make you want to um defend him in a way where you're just like hey you know like there's the hashtag now like hashtag for uh johnny depp like justice for johnny or something like that so very curious to hear what people um are thinking about that in terms of his reputation. Do we think that he's going to be able to recover from this now? Is he going to um, be able to get back everything that he's done? I think he even mentioned how he had to do a pay-per-view movie or pay per, what are they called? I think it is a pay-per-view movie um, where he basically like, because his career was going, yeah, it said, Testified he made a movie called The Professor and says because of the nastiness with Amber Heard, it was released right to pay-per-view in 2018. So, I don't know. I don't know. 
I think it's really interesting, the whole guilty until proven innocent thing when it comes to um, these types of allegations. So just very curious to hear what you guys think about that. Um, you know, he's he's. Um, it, it's a lot to deal with. Um, he said that the first he had heard about the allegations of domestic violence happened in 2016 um, when Amber first made the comment um, public. And then the first time he had heard about his daily, rather nightly vomiting in bed was at the trial. It was something he had never been told before. Um, and I assume they were going to um, find a way, at least Amber's attorney, were going to find a way um, in cross either with another witness, et cetera, to kind of go back and, and revamp that. But, it's really interesting to see Johnny and Amber's attorney have this kind of very, very strange <laughs> relationship with each other where um, they kind of hate each other uh, or it seems that way. And yeah, it's interesting. I, and I'm, I'm very curious to see if you guys think that he's going to win this. I think it would be a good idea based off of what you know now from what we've been talking about. If you think that he is going to win his defamation case against Amber. And remember, I believe this is worth $50 million to him. This is half of his divorce settlement. Um, he had to pay her a $100 million, I believe, in their divorce settlement. So it is um, very, very interesting that it is a $50 million um, case for defamation. Um she hasn't taken the stand either. Now, this trial is supposed to last six weeks and we are entering uh, week three. So we have approximately three more weeks to go, ex respectively, if if they continue um, on about this this path. Uh, let's see. Casey said courts generally side with the woman, unfortunately. Hmm. I think I think we may. I honestly think that he is going to. Uh, I don't know. I want to say he's going to win it because I feel like the he's given enough doubt, if you will, that the relationship was one sided because uh, I don't know. That's like a double edged sword, right? Like if you. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Because I want to say, like, oh, I think he won because I feel like the evidence that's been produced thus far is showing that they are both responsible. But I would say that um, with the evidence that's been shown, Amber is more egregious physically than Johnny is, which is interesting, right? Because it's just like, which one carries more weight? Like it, they should kind of be equal. I mean, punching somebody in the face is different than calling somebody a CU next Tuesday, I would say. Um, but his words are still hurtful and his words still caused her distress, you know, distress according to her and vice versa. Um, so it's interesting to see if, if the jury has a hard time, just like we are in the comments having a hard time with it too. And he's in Fairfax, Virginia, um, doing this, which is interesting to me because it is, um, it's not often I would expect it. I don't even know why it's happening in Fairfax. 
now that I think about it. Did they get married in Fairfax, Virginia? <laughs> I can't even remember. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And so don't forget, too, this also may impact um, Amber's countersuit. So she is uh, countersuing him for $100 million. Um, so if the verdict comes back as there, you know, as there was no defamation that happened on Amber Heard's side, she now, I think her countersuit kind of is bolstered. I would need to have somebody like who's familiar with these types of civil trials um, to determine if, um, if the allegations end up coming the opposite way for him, um, that maybe he now will end up having to pay her $200 million in total. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Do we think that Amber Heard is going to take the try, uh, take the stand like Johnny did? I, I, I want to say that if the people believe she is a, um, a narcissist as they've been kind of throwing out in live streams and in chats, everybody's just like Amber Heard is a caricature of narcissism and regret. And, you know, obviously, I also work for Parcast, so you know that I say I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I have done a lot of research for the show. So, um, you know, people are very flippant about throwing out diagnosis, uh, diagnoses um, to people about, you know, their mental health or what they may be experiencing. So it's not something that I do, per se, um, but I would just I would love to know um, what you guys think if she's going to get on. Let's see. Energize show says Ethan. Sim <laughs> yes, he's my boss, too. And he's amazing. So I hope I get a raise. I'm just kidding. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. You remember that commercial? OK, so we're back into the testimony of. Mr. King, I believe his name is. And so what he's basically testifying to, obviously, this is a um, witness for Johnny Depp, more so than for Amber Heard. And so he's basically um, there to discount Amber's allegations against Johnny Depp, if you will. He's there to say that... Um, you know, this didn't actually happen the way she says. She was more so emotional and she left um, and that there he did see additional fights and he always saw um, that Johnny tried not to engage. He left the room. He would play his guitar and it seemed to always kind of follow that pattern. And then there wouldn't be like this escalation of like Johnny going and yelling or hitting her like I again. Also, you would think, you know, that that is a thing that would pop up. Um, so that's the direct examination that ends. Now they're into cross, right? So Amber's attorney gets to ask him questions and to kind of elaborate on the things that he was saying. Um, so he talks about finding, which I think is just like, how random of a life do you have to lead that you find somebody's severed finger and it happens to be the severed finger of Johnny Depp? And in the 1850s, this wouldn't have been turned over to the hospital or to like evidence. Somebody would have sold it or kept it in their family and been like, hey, I have the severed fingertip of Johnny Depp. Like, that's how crazy America was when I, I digressing. 
but you get the idea. Um, so he was like, listen, I found, you know, his finger and like paper towels, um, and that the house was in a mess and that there was blood. And he says that he, um, he did not see any, there was this whole conversation about Johnny Depp getting so drunk during this severed finger incident that he drew a penis on it or that he drew a penis on the painting before. And it was just like this huge deal. Um, and so King's testifying again, because he's the, oh my God, the shitting in the bed. I can't. King is testifying that he basically was the one responsible for all duties related to Johnny Depp's household. So that's why he flew with him and why he was basically the one who would be like, okay, I'm cleaning this house or I'm making sure the house is ready to go and up to the par that Johnny expects. Um, so he said that um, he had never seen um, an existing painting in the home that had been defaced with a penis. And um he was like, uh, that kind of bolsters what Johnny Depp was saying in the sense that he wasn't focused on drawing a penis. It was, um, <laughs> it was more so writing out the lies that Amber, um, said or that he caught her in, etc. Um, he basically says that he had seen Amber Heard drink about one to two bottles a day of red wine um, because he was the one responsible for restocking the red wine. So I have a feeling that's going to be something that comes back in cross um, that the attorneys are going to hear him uh, that or sorry that. Amber's attorneys are going to come back at him and ask him specifically, sorry, it's like my other phone, are going to ask him specifically about how do you know she drank red wine? If they're smart, they wouldn't ask that question because they may not know the answer to it. And truly, the rule for attorneys is that you answer, you only ask questions that you know the answer to already. Um, and that would not be a question I would think would be wise, but... Um, her attorney, the one who does the majority of the questioning, not the one who gave the very sloppy opening, in my opinion, um, it does not do a great job of answering or asking questions. Um, he's very, um, it seems like he's incapable of going with the flow because with Johnny Depp, he's a very different type of witness. He didn't handle Johnny Depp well. Um, he tried to be very... Uh, forceful and very authoritative and literally he had just heard a week ago that that is not the type of communication that uh, Johnny Depp responds to. So it was very clear in that communication that that was just not going to work out for them. <laughs> so um, he, he did not do a good job of tailoring his questioning to the witness, which I think is really important for a um, attorney to be able to do so that you put the witness at ease no more comfortable answering your questions. This person's already defensive against you. So you really need to do your best in making sure that you are approaching it in a way that would give you the best answer to bolster your case without the person knowing that you're enhancing your case by asking them that question. So our energized show, what's your real name? So I know because <laughs> I like 
the energized show ass. Just kidding. Um, so Blaney, how would you rate hey Ross? How would you rate Amber Heard's attorneys or attorney out of ten? I'd give him a three. I think that's fair. I would say a three out of ten because he has a law degree. Um He's obviously making a lot of money <laughs> um, unless she doesn't pay him. Then that'll be interesting because we often see with these high profile cases that attorneys will either ask to drop. There'll be some like fun thing that happens in the middle of it where um, they want to recuse themselves for some reason. Um, so, yeah, he's also being asked if he um, saw the discussions that House managers also being asked if you saw the discussions between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And given the volume of the recordings that you've listened to thus far in the chat, um, I would say that it's very difficult not to hear the conversations that are happening. Um, but the personalities that go along with being Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they're both, they seem very, very forthcoming with people they're close to or who are working with them. I've seen that in Johnny Depp's um, text messages. Same thing to an individual who I think works security for Johnny and still does. Um, Amber was engaging with him. So I think that when people work for them, they are very kind of like forthcoming and open. And that's what King testified to. He said, yes, they were open with me. Um, my background is quite formal. I think you can hear it in his voice that it is. Um, and he said that their environment was quite informal and it was a good interaction um, most of the times with them. So I don't know. I hope that Amber takes the stand because I think that it'll, um, I think that it'll really kind of be enlightening to see how she attempts to portray herself, because I think a lot of people will expect her if she does get on the stand. Um, I think that they will expect her and the, Testimony is over today. Uh, they just did their afternoon recess. Um, it's, or not afternoon recess. They wrapped it up for the day because they're an hour ahead than us. So court's over for them right now and they'll resume it in the morning. But I think people expect Amber Heard to get on the stand and for her to sit there, cry and just be like, blah, blah, blah. but I think she's actually going to be very stoic in her communication. Um, like she's portraying herself right now. Some of the things that they're discussing are really, really dark, are very, I would say, highly emotional topics. And it's very interesting for me to see her face kind of change when testimony is being um, given and when it's aired. When she was watching um, Johnny Depp on the stand, it was really interesting to see her dynamic and her face change. Um, she was being more um, performative, I would say, that she was like, oh, really? Like, that's what it sounded like if you could, if she could actually speak in court. Um, that's what it sounded to. Yes, Ross, great point. He says, sometimes when I'm listening to, Am oh, sorry, if I, I also like to ask people's ASLs so I can get pronouns correctly. So if you're he, him, great. I didn't miss gender yet. So Ross said, sometimes when I'm listening to Amber Heard's lawyers, I almost think they are Johnny Depp's. The way Johnny is nicely condescending is actually quite humorous. You were having a mega pint of wine. Yes, exactly. We were talking about that earlier in the room where we were saying like, it's so interesting that he is not, you know, poised on the stand in the sense that you would expect someone who 
um, is on the stand for, you know, abuse and defamation of character, et cetera. He's very much who you believe he is. Um, he's charming to, I'm sure the jurors, I'm sure there are people on the jury who are like, this guy's a snake oil salesman trying to prove that he didn't abuse this woman. I mean, it's freaking Virginia for God's sake. So you never know. Um, and then there are probably people who are like, Oh wow, he's a nice guy, you know? So I think it'll be interesting if, if she gets on the stand, I think it'll be very telling if she doesn't because she's been so vocal thus far, um, in writing, in interviews, in even the conversations that she's had with Johnny Depp since post divorce, I would say she's been very forthcoming. Um, so I would, I would be surprised if she didn't go down the stand and I would love, 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 love to have James Franco on the stand. <laughs> like he hasn't been through enough. Oh my God. Imagine it's like, did you go to Johnny Depp's pet house? Yes or no. Did you engage in a relationship with Amber Heard while she was in a relationship or married to Johnny Depp. Could you imagine? And the scandal. And I loved how Johnny was like, um, a great friend of mine, Tim Burton. Like, oh my gosh. And he just like name dropped so casually. You're just like, cool. I am nobody. Um, Elon Musk. Oh my God. Yeah. Elon. Oh my God. I would love to have him on there because I would all, oh, Grimes. That's his um, partner's name. I would love to know if, this alleged affair took place when he was with Grimes because imagine the drama. She has to be pissed if, if there's any, I mean, I, they just had another baby together. Could you imagine? Oh, I would love to know. I would love to know. That's the kind of gossip I'm into. That's the kind of stuff that you don't expect this. I think this is what is so interesting about this trial that a celebrity is willing to put their private affairs out there so much. And I think that that's kind of what makes me think that he may not have abused her because, oh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe is that a narcissistic thing, right? Like you would, you're willing to like put private conversations you've had with your friends, like who are also celebrities and, you know, talk about these things that are hidden from the public eye because you don't like your publicists are like freaking out probably like, Oh my God, people are going to know he did opiates and people are going to know like defrauding the insurance company to get on pirates again. Like, hello, those have serious ramifications. And it's so telling that he is willing to take on and deal with those ramifications to clear his name and to get his reputation back. And I think that he'll be successful in doing that here. Is it right? Who knows? I can't be the person to decide that, but I think it's interesting um, that he's willing to go this far um, to get hit what he believes, you know, to get back the things that were taken from him, his, his livelihood opportunity, his ability to create art, his ability to go back into, um, you know, the Jack Sparrow role. I don't know that that'll ever happen. I think Disney will like wait a few years. And then when this is all blown over, because it is a celebrity cycle, it is what happens. Um, this is not going to be something we talk about in 2025. So I think once that happens, they're going to like blow it up and be like, 
Johnny Depp returns as Captain Jack Sparrow, and then it's going to be like a huge moneymaker um, for them. It's lucrative. So all of this in the end, I think, will end up benefiting uh, Johnny Depp and not Amber Heard. Um, but I don't think that she'll be as impacted as everybody thinks she will be. I don't think that she will um, walk away with her tail between her legs. If if she truly is a narcissist, that that type of demeanor doesn't exist for them. So there's no no way that she would ever be like, yes, oh, I will I will disappear from the spotlight. No, she, if anything, she will stick to her story. If you guys know anything about true crime, you may not because this is a celebrity conversation. Jodi Arias is the woman who murdered her ex-boyfriend, um, Travis Alexander. And to this day, she claims she is a victim of domestic violence, despite the fact that there was absolutely zero signs. She never said anything. It was only towards the end when she actually was facing the death penalty that she threw this card out, right? Um and she truly is a narcissist. She's been diagnosed with like uh uh antisocial personality disorder or whatever it's called now. Um back then that's what it was called, and narcissistic, blah blah blah, whatever. So she has officially given been given those diagnoses. Um in fact, they they had a hard time diagnosing her because she had so many mental health issues. That's how ridiculous it was. Um, she was not the person to go away, right? Even even years after Travis had died and her sentence had been um, given, she still was out there like selling artwork because she knew it would get her in the papers. And what a narcissist craves more than anything is attention. Um, so if that's what Amber Heard is. She is in the right profession for that. And she's going to lean into this role if she truly isn't a victim. Again, these are all ifs. I, I can't speak your way to it. I do think both of them engaged in a very toxic relationship with each other and were unhealthy and weren't responsible enough to themselves or to the people around them or to each other to walk away, um, which they should have done. But that's, again, all hindsight and easy for us to be like hmm ross says her career is brown bread <laughs> i'm gonna go out on a limb and say johnny Depp's stock will be as high as yeah i would say so too prior to the caribbean level she's going on the z list and she'll be as relevant as jessica simpson now if you buy shoes jessica simpson's pretty relevant so we'll see but anyways, you guys, I wanted to have this conversation. It was in my head. I've been watching Johnny Depp's testimony since last week. Thought it was interesting. And I think I'll probably pop up again to have another discussion. Um, once we get into some testimony, maybe at the end of the week to maybe wrap it up or something like that. If you guys were interested in it and thought we had a good conversation and were engaged, <laughs> let me know. Um, you can always click on my picture and follow me on Twitter where I'll have all my links. I also host True Crime Convos on Convos, not True Crime Convos on Tuesday. It's part of um, Spotify Live's True Crime Tuesday um, programming and lots of other programming that they have on Tuesdays. It's amazing and awesome. Um, so yes, I go on 6 p.m. Central and you know, that's what I do. Thank you, Ross. That's so nice. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Ross. That's amazing. That is really nice. So thank you very much. Sometimes I feel like I drone, but maybe this is the perfect platform for me because I talk a lot um, about things I'm interested in. So that's why I love Spotify Live and everything I do. 
Okay. So I will be on tomorrow night doing True Crime Convo, 6 p.m. Central. You'll see me there. Um, and then I'm headed to Las Vegas this weekend. If any of you are in true crime or listen to true crime, I'm going there to hang out with some of my friends who are attending a conference that I don't speak of because I don't support it. But if you are going to be in Las Vegas this weekend, feel free to let me know and we can hang out or something. There's going to be tons of um, listener meetups happening. So it'll be a fun time. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday night or day depending on where you're at. I appreciate you joining me for this room. And if you guys are interested in hearing more about this case, I'll probably do another pop-up here soon. This was not planned. So apologies even to Ethan, because I I tell him things after the fact where I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. Um, But it's a lot of fun. Bye, friends. Okay, fan club members. As I conclude this episode, my one question to you is, how will you sleep tonight? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review and rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on most social media platforms, Twitter at TCFCPod, Facebook.com slash TCFCPodcast, Instagram at True Crime Fan Club Pod, and of course, our website is TrueCrimeFanClub.com. If you have an episode request, send us an email, TCFCPod at gmail.com. This episode was researched and written by Susie St. John, a satanic panic survivor. Content editing by Brittany Martinez. Produced by the best in the business, Nico at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. While you're waiting for the next episode, check out some of my pod friend shows.